This week on the PS Premiere Podcast, Dory discusses the history of Rice Krispies. And Crackle eventually just didn't pull in the pull in the big bucks. A dog joins the podcast, and Dory resigns. I, I just wanted to pipe in here and join in the uh, journey is not a masterpiece crew. Hello and welcome to the thirty second episode of the PS Premiere Podcast. Uh, we upload a new episode of this podcast every week, so if you like this, please subscribe to the channel on YouTube, subscribe to the podcast feed, and give us an, uh, a rating on Apple Casts, or Podcasts, or Apple Music, at, or Apple, whatever. Anyway, uh, I'm your host, James Smith, and I'm joined today by series regulars, Dory. Oh, it's me. Hi, I'm Dory. I go by she, her pronouns. Um, you can find me at uh, Twitch and a, and Twitter. Uh, at declare192, uh, and when my bra- brain isn't spacing out uh, due to hardware overload, um, you can talk to me there. Uh, and Seb? Hi, I'm Sebastian. You can follow me at littleseb93. Uh, and we're joined today by special guest Chris, who is the host of uh, the Hello Hyrule podcast, a podcast about the Legend of Zelda series. Hi, Chris. How you doing? Hey, how's it going? Thank you, guys. Thank you all for having me uh, back today. This is awesome. Thanks Very for being exciting. here. Uh, do you want to tell anyone who's not listening, didn't listen to your last episode uh, about Hello Hyrule? Uh, what's that about and where can people find it? Yeah, so Hello Hyrule is a Legend of Zelda travel podcast. We are going through all of the Legend of Zelda games um, in the canon order. Um, and we are talking about every you know area every location it's kind of a very deep dive into the lore of each of the games uh it goes in the order of the actual like narratives in the games also so it's a little bit of like a book club uh sort of podcast um but it's pretty much like 50 percent lore deep dives and 50 percent jokes um so and we're starting with skyward sword so if you are interested in that remake maybe consider you know using it as a supplement along with your playthrough or if you have no interest in ever playing skyward sword you can use it as a way to take in that game without actually having to take in that game yeah i've listened to some of the skyward sword uh stuff and it's it's very fun it's it's a lot of it's i love this sort of i love how you dive really deep into the specifics yes yeah we have a lot of fun with that um i do want to say really quick um if you're into legend of zelda um level zero podcast had a super good podcast drop this week around the development of majora's mask it's one of the best podcasts i've heard so far this year so if people are listening with an interest in legend of zelda i want to give him a, a quick plug because that was absolutely good stuff level zero does uh, greg does great stuff over there uh, and yeah, Chris, you joined me this week for uh, a bit of war photography in that Battlefield was... Five. <laughs> yes, that was the most fun I've ever had with a Battlefield game. Yeah, that and was with... with war exactly. Uh, that was a it was a lot of fun. That's up on our channel uh, now, so you can go and watch that. That's the last video that's up on the YouTube channel before this podcast. Uh, so without further ado, we will get into what we've been playing this week, uh, and we'll start off with Seb. So Seb, uh, anything interesting? Well, it's a good time, uh, now that it's kind of dry right now, to uh, catch up on some PlayStation exclusives I haven't beaten, which is kind of a rare thing for me, because I play every game. 
so so I I have a PS Now uh, yearly subscription, so I decided to play some old PS3 games and stream it. Uh, so I decided to play Infamous for the first time. Uh, uh, it ran really well, all things considering. It did have some crashes, but I don't think that was on the game. I think that was a PS Now issue. But uh, overall, it was a really fun game. Uh, it was, a, it was a kind of a fun open city area. It did feel a bit dated, obviously. Uh, it didn't feel like Spider-Man, but but I was I was pre- pleasantly surprised for a game that came out in like 2009 of how how well it was. Uh, yeah, I I played uh, I played that when it was on PlayStation Plus originally, way back on the PS3. Uh, I think that's my favorite Sucker Punch game. Like mm. Infamous Second Son was great, but it just doesn't match. There's something about Infamous with the tone and everything. There oh, was like... yeah. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. No, I I go. So there was something about the traversal in that first game, and to have that in the open world environment that that game takes place in, it felt like super unique at that time. I think a lot of things have done, you know, that quick traversal since, but also the morality. I think having that plus the morality system. I mean, it was kind of binary, like there's good route and there's bad route, but that was still like super novel in like 2009 or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, there just just hadn't been that many superhero games at the time. They were were talking about the Cinemax show. There just wasn't that many uh, superhero games uh, at the time. Um, Some may say that was a good thing. And, uh, you know, maybe. Uh, And um, I, you know, I definitely think there's a difference between being overstuffed with something and having uh, a good amount of something. So, yeah, I can agree to that. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I, I played this 2016, 2017. I think it was 2017. I had a PS3 for a brief while, uh, and I played Infamous on there because I knew it was one of the games I wanted to play. Um, I really enjoyed the traversal, and morality system was okay. Um, yeah, Seb, what did you think of the morality system? Uh, I thought it was a bit too on the nose, but it didn't bother me. Like, it was, yeah, it was like, obvious like good versus evil decisions but um in terms of like the uh gameplay uh i thought the new powers were really fun like uh but it did get repetitive in terms of like every mission story arc ended in like going in the sewer and getting a new power and it was like the same thing like seven times uh also uh there was like way too many enemies on the screen and you die way too easy so you just get blasted like i died so many times in that game for some reason it just you get hit like hit like five. You get hit like three times and you die. It's just like you get overwhelmed. Uh, so, so that's that's all I really have to say about that game. So you played it on on PS Now. Yeah, I played it. I streamed it. How's this? How is the streaming these days? Because I remember last time I tried it, I tried playing Red Dead Redemption and the input lag was just absolutely terrible. I couldn't. I just had to give up after an hour. Yeah, I mean it's it's inter- it's dependent on your internet, but for me, uh, I ran. It ran really well. Like I said, I had a couple crashes, but I, I but I'm not sure if that was on the game or if it was on PS Now. But, but PS Now does need a, a renovation, for sure. sure. Does so, it give you the option on PS Now to download the game, or is it always no. streaming? Always not for not for PS3 games. You can download PS4 games. Right. Yeah, I can't I can't download PS3 games. So, uh, so I'm planning on uh, playing the second game eventually, and then I'm I'm gonna go through the Sly Cooper series, and then I'm gonna go through the God of War series. So yeah. I'm I'm playing all I'm going all PlayStation right now. Good plan. I really need to get through this. I I remember playing the second game and not enjoying it as much as the first game. Yeah. It, it definitely felt like the kind of the same as the first game, but a little weaker. 
I, yeah. I don't know if anyone else had that experience. I, I had the same experience. The DLC for the second game is pretty well loved and is much more unique than the second game feels. Uh, but I had the same. I dropped off towards the end of the second game as well. Yeah. Um, I, I I do love Second Son, the PS4 one. Um, but that as a story felt kind of generic, but like the screenshots of second son still look amazing today. And that was like a near launch PS4 game. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's really I, impressive how far they, they pushed it. I, I never got past infamous one. Cause by the time I finished it or not long after, I think I was pretty much done with my PS3 and I was able to get a PS4. So I, I don't think I ever went back to infamous two, unfortunately, or I wanted yeah. to play it, but same thing for dead space too. But yeah, I haven't I haven't explored the series outside of one one unfortunately. Yeah, I, I have the platinum in Second Son, and I also have the platinum in uh, First Light, which was also a fun like single player arena combat game. For sure. Uh, I'm confused uh, about the order. So it's it's Infamous one and two, and then Second Son comes after that, and then or is that DLC? Oh, is no, that like chronological or? I don't. I'm not familiar with the story to say it's chronological, but I different don't protagonist, yeah, completely different. different. Yeah, it's yeah. In Seattle, so yeah, one and two are connected. Second Son is unrelated. Yeah, uh, that's the thing. Okay. I think I, I think I like the characters in the first two games more than the characters in Second Son as well. I think that was a big factor for me, because mm. uh, Troy Baker voice is one of the characters in Second Son, right? The main character. Safe yes. Bet. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever asked that question? The answer is always yes. It's likely yes. You play play <laughs> <Yeah>. somebody. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, the character like Cole McGrath and Zeke yeah. was his name of his mate. Uh, I yeah. I like those characters a lot. Yeah. The the DLC for our, our Infamous Two is also on PS now, so I'm probably gonna play that as well. Um, nice. It's like a vampire thing or something. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Vampire in New Orleans. Nice. Nice. So. I'm also playing. I also beat Knack for the first time. Hey, I beat Knack too, so, but I, but I only I only got halfway through Knack originally. So I was like, right, you know what? I, I'm tired of this like hovering over me. Let's get it over with. And I just I beat it. I beat it in like one day. Going for platinum? Uh, nah, nah, nah. No, no, no. I don't like it that much. I love <laughs> the idea that the fact that you didn't beat Knack was possibly keeping you up at night, like waking you yeah, up in a cold sweat. It does actually, you know, because because I like I, I, I want to beat every PlayStation exclusive, you know, like. Uh, and the knack is a masterpiece as well. Some may say. This, the same thing happened to me with uh, GTA Five and Skyrim on my account. I got like those games I beat on like a previous old account, and I wanted like I wanted to have it beat on my my main account now. So I was like, it, it, it bothered me for like six seven years, you know. And like last year, I was like, you know what, I'm going to beat these games on this account. So yeah, things games do bother me. But in terms of Knack, uh, it like, it's a solid game. Uh, I, I thought the it's pretty creative, like you know how like, you get bigger and smaller and things like that. But I do think it was overly difficult, like on some sections. Like if like like it's designed to be like this children's like platformer game, and it has like real challenging areas, uh, and the checkpoints can be very unforgiving. Uh, so yeah, it, yeah, go ahead. It's weird, Knack, because I remember every time I've played it, I've been like just shocked by the difficulty. I've, yeah, I've, I believe hard. my exact words were, this is the Dark Souls of 3D platformers. Yeah, it was hard. <laughs> no. Well, now I might have to go back. <laughs> it's not even like an exaggeration. Like It's legit hard, and the checkpoints are very unforgiving. 
yeah, yeah. this does not sound like a game for me because I'm already not super into platformers and lack of checkpoints <laughs> yeah. is a big sticking point for me in games because no don't get me wrong I'm it's gonna... not like, don't get me wrong it's not like Sekiro or Bloodborne or anything like that but it's definitely has its moment right. All right, it's yeah. Dark Souls three. I understand, Seb. I understand. Yeah, but the story, you know, it was whatever. I didn't really care. So, gameplay solid. It's worth playing. I, I, it's also on PS, PS now, which I did download, so I didn't have to stream that one. Uh, I also beat Mafia two. Uh, like I, uh, I beat that about like a day and a half. It's not that long of a game, like the first one. Uh, how like did you, said, how did you find the remaster in the end? Uh, well. When I first started, like when I like on the last episode of the podcast, I said it was janky at first, but, but I got used to it pretty quickly. Uh, I did think the ga- uh, combat and the, you know the gameplay was very mediocre. Like I, maybe I'm used to aim assist, or it was just very clunky. Like like it was hard to aim, and you, and, and you, in that game you die like two shots. Yeah, like you, you break cover and you die. Like it, it it was very unforgiving. Definitely shows its age in that regard. Yeah, it's very. Uh, it has major difficulty spikes, like which I was worried about, like because that's what Mafia Three was like to to me. Uh, and the checkpoints in that game were even worse than that. Like the checkpoints were horrendous. Like you would you, you would get like halfway through the battle and then die from some bullshit AI. Like he decided to like run up on you, and you and you just and the gameplay is just too clunky that you miss it and you die. I would you... love that on on the on the back of the box of uh, Mafia Three or Mafia Two. Worse checkpoints than that. <laughs> But That's uh, a yeah, point. so it was like it got frustrating in some parts. Uh, the driving wasn't great. It was it was very clunky too. It, it was very easy to crash in that game. Like there's a lot of sections where you have to chase somebody, and it's just it didn't make any sense why my car was drifting like it was. Um, and there was graphic pop-ins, which I don't like. But I guess it's I guess it's it's not really excusable. I guess for a remaster, you can't call it a remaster, and then you have in PS3 level graphic poppins for sure but uh with that said uh it had a great story so it like the story saved the game for sure so the whole game was me kind of like rushing through the gameplay just to get to the story i think yeah remember i I remember playing that like a decade ago and it felt like such an empty open world like a great story so like as you're doing the story fantastic and a beautiful world but like no side missions, real like not a ton of side missions, yeah. really not many characters. Same kind of thing as the first game, where it kind of feels like I think I think they just put the open world in there uh, because that's what the games like GTA were doing, and that was their competitor. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So, but one thing I really like about the, those games is uh, like the super specific thing you can enable a speed limiter when you're driving cars so you can drive on the speed limit without right having to constantly tap the accelerator yeah which is like just this really nice quality of life thing for when you just yeah. want to because you know everyone's done that in, in gta when you like sure. try and follow the rules of the road right yeah i'm not, I'm not the only one who's done that it's especially helpful because there's moments in that game where like you have to drive safely because the police find you very easy in that game like you crash once and like you always have cops up your ass so it's like it, it is so unforgiving in that way. Uh, so I did appreciate the safe driving mechanic for sure. Uh, so yeah, that's really all I have to say about that game. Those games are not really open world like you guys said. There's not, not a lot of side quests, or if, if, if any at all. So mm-hmm. you can beat these games pretty quickly, honestly. It was, I think I only beat it in like eight hours maybe. Yeah, that, that makes sense. If I exclude the cutscenes. Because the cutscenes can be a little long. So I guess cutscenes make it a little double that. 
But um, so I also beat Journey because I wanted. Hey. To, I wanted to see if I if it holds up better for me because when I first played it, it, didn't I didn't think it was a masterpiece like other people said. Uh, and <laughs> and uh, while I I do love it a lot more than I did back then, uh, it's not it still doesn't blow me away like people say, but it's still I think it's a great game. Uh, the visuals are amazing. The music's amazing. It was it was fun playing the game through with a, a random stranger the whole time. Although until the end he got lost, and then <laughs> I so I didn't get the trophy for playing the game with somebody because that guy just decided like you know what I'm done. Bastard. What a bastard! I think I think what it was is I was going I was going I was going all the I was getting all the glyphs and the collectibles, and because yeah. um, I you know you know you know me I'm a trophy whore and uh, and I and I think the guy just like decided you know what I'm sick of this guy like I'm 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 going through the level and this guy keeps jumping all around to these like random caves and stuff he's like screw it I'm gonna go ahead and then he waits for me and then I get to the last level and then he just like quits or he just like I don't know he just stops. Yeah, I, I just wanted to pipe in here and join in the uh, Journey is Not a Masterpiece crew uh, that we've got oh, right come now. on. Uh, this is uh, I, uh, hard to hear. <laughs> I I liked it when I played it, but I found it very unimpressive. I, I like It just sands everywhere, and I mean, just sand, you know, it's just but coarse the, the, and rough the, and it gets the, everywhere. The, <laughs> the puzzles and like the, just the fact that it's so satisfying to slide down the sand like mm -hmm. that that fact alone makes the game 10 out of 10 masterpiece i do love i i want to be clear i don't hate the game i love i love the music and i think it's a beautiful idea i just personally and maybe it's just because of the person i was with and i was completely clueless so that didn't help it was my first time through I it, it, like Seb. I might like it more if I went through it again and had someone competent with me, or or I was more competent to be honest, um, uh, because it was my first time and I didn't really understand what the fuck I was doing or what was going on. Um, I don't know. That said, I I like the sliding mechanic, but it didn't blow me away. I was like, this is what everyone's so worked up about. I, I don't know. But it was just see bad, that bad see, expectations. See that moment at the end, and spoilers for Journey here if anyone hasn't played it. That moment at the end where you get to the top of the mountain and you turn into that glowing orb thing and you go back to the start and you get that moment of realization where it's like, oh, because you saw one of those at the start of the game and you're like, oh, that was uh, like another character and they're like yeah. guiding me. That moment of realization was like top 10 video game moments for me. Yeah, I think a lot of the people who have a lot of fondness were like kind of who played it early when it wasn't so well known that like oh you're playing with another person online like you know obviously they don't have a gamer tag above their head or anything and but i i think for me one the thing i love most about journey the soundtrack my wife and i have listened to like and she's never really played the game games with that sort of camera movement make her motion sick but she's a cellist and the cello uh in uh, so that's austin wintery uh, who did that soundtrack and it's just such a beautiful composition like the whole game has such great music absolutely it really is uh, and the interesting thing you brought you brought up the names as well the fact that people don't have their name tags above them and when the game came out everyone thought it was like it was intentional it was supposed to be like a secret where you didn't know you were playing with other people but it actually wasn't intentional uh the reason they didn't have the names is because they didn't want like the moment of you playing the game like this beautiful game they didn't want it to be ruined by like big daddy 69 <laughs> above some guy's username as he's 
going along that's, with you. That's smart game design. Exactly. So Prepare that's for a journey as Big Daddy sixty nine takes you. <laughs> so that's the only reason. And that we're they gonna clip that. that I hope. Absolutely. We gotta clip that. Yep. Uh, but yeah, like I, th- I think that's really interesting that that sort of came out of that because that is like works really well because like they didn't think that like AI was that advanced that people would think those were AI. Like they thought people would realize they were real people. But like that, the fact that they got that like that moment of like, oh wait, this is a real person, mm-hmm. just c- by c- pure accident, I think is really cool. Yeah. What also, what I also like about this game is it's just very relaxing. Like it, it allows you to go at your own pace. It doesn't rush you into anything. Like there is some stealth sections, but but it doesn't like you don't die or anything. Like it just kind of pushes you back. You know what I mean? So. It, it, it kind of has like that I don't know Death Stranding vibe to it, where you just like you get to go, you just go from point A to point B at your own pace with nice relaxing music. So like I said, and it's very, it's not that long of a game. So it, like I said, it's one of those nice fill-in games. Like I, I say every week now. Uh, it, I, I I was I was a lot of, I was happier with this game playing it now than I was back then. I mean, it might have just been the wrong time when I played it. I don't know. Maybe. But, so I also, and finally, I also I'm playing uh, Immortal Phoenix Rising. Uh, like I said, it's like Breath of the Wild, but it's like way, but it's obviously the visuals are way better. Uh, the frame rate's phenomenal. It's in 60 frames. The colors really pop. Like the landscape when you because this because you can climb on statues like really that are really high and like and, and you can like view the whole map and it helps you like find the collectibles and stuff. It's, it's interesting. So Sorry, it's interesting that you bring up the colors because, and maybe this is just people you like using settings in photo mode. But a bunch of screenshots I've seen of the game, having not played it myself, have been like really oversaturated with far exactly. too many like bright colors, and it just sort of puts me off. <laughs> well, I mean, we play games, not take photos, but okay. But uh, <laughs> you know, uh. No, I can see what you're saying. It is uh, very saturated because it's very colorful. I can, yeah. it, I can see what you mean. Yeah, it does have like very deep colors. You could say like, like something that's purple is like really purple. So I get yeah. Yeah, I, I see what you mean. Yeah. Uh, the like the combat and the gameplay is a lot like Breath of the Wild. Obviously, I mean it has like the stamina mechanic. So you climb on a wall. You you have a short amount of time to do it. You can increase your stamina bar and things like that. Um. Combat is like, combat is a little more fluid than Breath of the Wild, but it, it kind of plays like I don't know, maybe like maybe a little like a Souls, not like a Souls game. Uh, I guess it's like a standard third person, uh, platforming, uh, action game. I guess. Uh, Honestly, I mean these days, if, if we're not comparing a game to Breath of the Wild, then we're not comparing to Dark Souls. We just have no, no point of reference at all. So. Well, that's the thing with this game is it doesn't really do anything new, but it just does so well. You know what I mean? Yeah. For sure, like, I've actually been thinking about about picking it yeah. up at some point. Yeah, it doesn't try to like you know break the wheel. Like it's just it's a very standard game, but it's really fun and the writing is great. The story is great. Uh, I I actually enjoy the humor in it because everybody's goofy. All the all the uh, Greek gods and stuff are very goofy. Like I I that's not really a spoiler. I'll just give one example. Like Ares is a chicken, so like that's it's not it's not the Ares from God of War. Uh, so it's 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 quite the contrast, or it's not Hades either. I know Hades has a some humor in it too, but it's not. But these characters are a lot like they're more like Disney's Hercules. So right, yeah, yeah. That, that's the best comparison I can make. 
Yeah, it's a really fun game. And it's game, you know, it's an Ubisoft game, so it's always on sale. It's always like half off, like every time I check. So if you're if you're interested in this game, I definitely recommend it. Great. Ubisoft seems to have dug themselves into like a niche of like making comfort games. Like yeah. this to me seems like a good like, oh, I just want to not think too much and just play yeah. an open world game that will be satisfying enough. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's why I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about having it as my next uh, podcast game because I, well, yeah. I'll get to that later. But I, I'm i starting to run run thin on, on podcast games. So unfortunately, so. Yeah, For sure. Uh, right. So, uh, Chris, what about you? What have you been playing this past week? So, um, I'll, I will spare you with some of them because the, as a byproduct of having game pass, I spend like an hour playing a lot of things and then not continuing them because I have access to so many things that can yeah. be a bit overwhelming Absolutely. and I don't give things too much of a shake these days. But the one thing I've been spending a lot of time with is control ultimate edition on the ps5 nice nice and yeah i man I, I am just head over heels in love with this game in like a lot of ways like it's one game where like i whenever i tell people about it they always have like a few criticisms and i see those criticisms like when i'm playing them like they're all good fair criticisms it's just one of these instances of none of the criticisms I hear about it are affecting me right now. And I think it's just because of where I'm at and like what I want in a game. Mm -hmm. But like the, the tone of the overall game is so weird. Like um, I was trying to compare it to another piece of medium uh, or another piece of media. And like, it's a little bit, a little bit tough. Like some of the weirder moments, um, my my co-host on on Hello Hyrule compared it to Men in Black. In some, it's like a mix of like David Lynch and Men in Black, right? Because you've got all these weird yeah. alien things, and you kind of never know what the next thing's gonna look like or be. Yeah, um, it's got phenomenal like world. The world building in the game is so good. Like mm -hmm. there are criticisms about the story of Control, and I think those are fair because there have been times when like a cutscene will be playing out about you know Jesse Faden finding her brother, which is the main story. That's not a spoiler. Um, and there are some moments there that are a little bit boring. But for me, it's like, like, well, at any given point in this game, I could be entering a room where there will be a like mini fridge that teaches me how to levitate. And like, there's something so inherently exciting about that weirdness that's been like driving me forward. Um, but yeah, that was definitely like my favorite part of the game. I, as someone who didn't it didn't click with me uh mm -hmm. until very late in the game uh the one thing that i did enjoy that kept me going through was the sort of tone and like the sort of x files -y sort of theme that it has going yeah. on x files yeah. yeah 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 for sure the one thing the one criticism i do have of it is there are some points early on especially with some like one or two of the bosses where it feels like they built the combat around regenerating health early on, and then they scrapped regenerating health. Like some of these bosses will take like two thirds of my health with one hit. And then to gain health back, I have to attack either the boss or an enemy near the boss and then run over to it to collect health. And it's just like, if in, if in order to heal, I need to put myself in like 10 times more danger, especially in the early half of that game, Sometimes you kind of need gameplay systems to support that kind of gameplay, and it maybe doesn't yeah. have those. 
at least not early on. It it might it might be building towards something more cohesive later, but um, but yeah. but I mean, I think some of the powers are so cool and so weird, and they totally work for a lot of the combat. I just think some of the bosses could have used a little bit more uh, fine tuning. Um, yeah. There was one moment where I was walking down a hall, and I swear it looked like I was in Arkham Asylum, except instead of inmates, it was just like like a merry-go-round pony uh like a stapler and like they're all like in like cages like it it it, i don't know that game just does some really cool weird things and i think it nails what it's going for in a lot of ways i i hope it was a success for them i totally i totally see what you're saying about like a game having flaws and you recognizing it but it not bothering you like that's how i felt with kingdom hearts 3 and i swear i'll swing back around to control um, but, um, like I, I definitely recognize issues with that game, but the issues that people brought up with the combat and the story just never bothered me as much as it bothered other people. Uh, okay. and so I ended up still really having a great time with the game control. On the other hand, um, I, I really wanted to love that game more than I did. I think I feel the same way about Plague Tale and I, I just think some of the checkpoints could be a little better and some of the, um, that last I won't say too much because I don't want to spoil anything, but that last gauntlet that you have before you beat the game is brutal um, because there's no checkpoints at all. And if you die, you get sent back to the beginning and it is bad. Um, I was at a four and that literally brought me down to a 3.5 for um, control, but oh, no. um, I, I haven't I gotten to that yet. Yeah, I do want to, well, just Nervous. be careful. It, there's no good checkpoints on the final gauntlet, unfortunately. Sure. Uh, and I get it. You know, it's the final section. They don't want to. They don't want to close people in if people feel like they're don't have the right powers or don't have enough gear or something like that. I get it, but I just wish there was a better fix. Anyway, uh, that that game though, dripping with aesthetic. I mean, you know, yeah. I just need to say the word brutalism, right? That's that's all I need to say, and then I can get a thousand views on my on this video. We almost but, made it through this part without saying it. <laughs> that's right, but I needed to say it. Um, and uh yeah i mean it's just and there is a part in the game and i won't spoil it but it is one of the best blood pumping adrenaline pumping uh parts in any video game ever and and like james was saying earlier about that journey moment that's probably like one of my favorite like video game moments of all time i don't want to say too much but it is really good and the game's worth playing just for that moment Interesting. So, I, I don't know if I, I know hit that I moment. Up. I, I know <laughs> I piped it up a lot, but it really is. I think it really is terrific. Yeah, the game. The game really takes off when. Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. But uh. No, you're good. Um, the game really takes off when you start get the levitation power. Like that game really. It, it, it feels like a totally different game completely. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. It was still fun at first, but it, like the whole appeal of that game is having those powers. That's sure. the exact moment that it clicked for me. Yeah. I wasn't having yeah. fun with it before then, but that's when it sort of turned around and that's like relatively late or i don't know if it's late it's like yeah mid- i think it's like three quarters of the way through the game yeah mm-hmm. but my problem with that game was the map i thought the map in that game was horrendous um, yeah because it, it plays like a metroidvania kind of mm-hmm. in a way because you have to explore like different rooms and there's all secret all these secret rooms because i have the platinum so you had to do certain like you had to find some certain secrets that were real pain in the ass uh the they they thing... didn't even originally intend to have a map at all. Like they were just going to have you. That's why the map feels so half finished because they weren't even planning on having a map originally. They were just going to have the bureau signs. I almost wish they had done that because the bureau signs are actually pretty decent and the map makes you feel more secure than you actually are in directions. 
Yeah. I'm saying that's... a lot of things and ending in a question mark. Anyway. <laughs> that's the, no, that's the thing. Like I, I mentioned I was playing it on PC uh, last week or the week before or something like that. And uh, I started uh, using the in-game signs for directions instead of the map. And it actually made the game more fun. I, I've been doing that since the start, and that's one of the reasons why I'm so head over heels in love with it. It feels like you know exactly, like, the story works along with the structure in a lot of ways, because you it's very easy to be guided where you need to go without looking at the minimap. But that minimap is atrocious. It, it's very bad. And for yeah. some people, like, yeah, that that's tough. Um, and I agree, Dory, wholeheartedly. Some of those checkpoints are just... Oh man, you get sent back. Like... It it stopped me from playing the DLC. Like I I got I think an hour into the DLC, and I found the whole structure of it. The first DLC, by the way, not the crossover DLC mm -hmm. um, that they released afterwards. Um, I I just found it tedious. The checkpoints were bad. The enemies were so strong that you got taken out in a few hits. At least for me, maybe I didn't grind enough. I don't know. I don't really play control to grind. But um, and I just found the larger narrative around get a bunch of keys, open this mysterious door and then go through. I was like, this is the most boring shit of all time. Like You could do so many cool things in control, given its universe and yeah. and everything that they, that they wrote. And they chose this. And I'm like, yeah. eh. Did you, did you guys find the enemies to be too similar? Like, because Remedy's obsessed with like shadowy enemies in every game. Like Alan Wake was nothing but like shadowy things and it was like the, kind of the same with this game like you, it was like constantly the same enemy over and over again that's an yeah. interesting point yeah i felt the enemies were a little on the not so interesting side yeah, uh, was... but I, I like the design i like the design of them like having people sort of hovering in the that was cool yeah in the mm -hmm. sort of in the in the room uh yeah. throughout the environment i think that was really cool yeah. but the enemies themselves i know what you mean they're very sort of just these yeah. uh these targets that you have to shoot yeah remedy doesn't mm -hmm. do the character design the enemy design very well they, they love yeah the guys but uh I, I love the surrealness of it like there's certain sections there like blew me away the visuals were just so amazing like agreed like strange I, I, there was one section i won't say what it was but it's, it's very doctor strange like you'll know what I'm, you'll know what i'm talking about i know about. exactly what you're talking about yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um and the story didn't really click with me, but I get, but it was, but it was all right, I guess. Like I didn't, like I understood was, I, I guess I think what it was, I don't know. I, I think what it was, it was just like certain characters were just a little too aloof. Like, I, like, you know what I mean? Like they're very mysterious about things. Like I wish there was a little more explanation for things. Like you don't sure. the character, but they don't ever explain like who or what. You know what I mean? I flip sure. and love that pyramid. I love the pyramid. That's one of my favorite parts of the games. Yeah. I won't say too much, but just that that character and the way you interact with them plus the um the uh some of the cutscenes that they use that use actual people in them are really trippy yeah, yeah. um agreed yeah and oh, puppets yeah oh yeah the puppets <laughs> <laughs> the puppets yeah but although there's one section there's certain sections that i don't like in that game is the when you when you go in the inn you know when you like click the uh yeah mm -hmm. the puzzle stuff yeah, like I didn't. I thought it dragged the game down because it happens like six times or something. I don't remember the exact number, but it, it was like, it just doesn't really add anything. I know, I know what they're trying to do, but yeah, it doesn't really add anything to the story for me. It just felt like they're kind of filling in. Like here's some puzzles. It has to be a video game, so we have to have some puzzles. Uh, I I don't know, but it, no, it, totally fair. Yeah. yeah. 
And they weren't even that interesting. Chris, glad, you're, glad you're enjoying it. Yeah, but they're it's a great sure. game. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've been playing anything else, Chris? Other than Control? I mean, you said you've been playing a lot. Yeah, but nothing too in-depth that's worth, worth talking too much about. I finished 13 Sentinels, which I spoke a month ago when I was on. Um, that game's that game's rad. That game, I mean, it's beautiful. It's got a good story. The story is an upward trajectory. Still um, hot on it, then? Yeah, still feel good about it. Yeah, uh, it's very unique. You know, I, it is what it is. Like, if you look at that game, like, if you look at screenshots or videos of that game, and you feel like, oh, it's probably not for me. Like, it's very slow. Um, it's one real gameplay heavy thing is like a tower defense so that's either going to be your thing or not yeah um but it's it's beautiful like if if the look of it draws you in uh the story is pretty solid and it ends on a high note it's like a visual novel right like yeah you're you're it's kind of like adventure game ish but it's really just with mostly dialogue i haven't heard one bad thing yet from anyone about this game it's turning into that titanfall 2 area where it's like it, it's like the most overlooked game ever because like I, I, I heard nothing but praise but like i don't know a lot of people that actually played it it's one of i think games. it's it's a very niche like a niche thing that like the small group of people that are playing it it's yeah. exactly their thing yeah and yeah. like it like a larger group of people just aren't playing it because it's probably not going to be their thing yeah yeah i can see that but it's good mm-hmm. um cool. and i played like two hours of dishonored too which is like a weirdly difficult stealth game if you are someone who plays stealth games and doesn't ever want to be detected and will always revert to save states if you kill someone or are detected. Now, do, Chris, uh, I, I would love to never be detected again, so that sounds like the perfect game for me. As somebody doesn't like stealth that much, in the first game you get really punished for getting caught, uh, you get like a bad ending and stuff. Uh, can, you, can you be more violent and aggressive in this one compared to the first? Uh, I think the game tells you you... It might just be, um, so the game definitely tells you if you kill, oh no, high chaos is a bad, is gives you a bad ending. The game's more upfront about it. I think people's criticisms were the game didn't inform you about that early. I think the game tells you upfront, like, hey, high chaos is if you are seen a ton and if you kill a ton, and they'll tell you, like, you'll get an uh, evil ending for that. Okay, I have it now. I'm going to play it next week for sure. Nice. I look forward to hearing what you think. I want to give it more of a go because it's, been surprisingly difficult to me but it yeah. seems like it should be my type of game yeah, i'm trying to get through the uh bethesda's games on ps now why it's on there because i don't know how long that's gonna last i was just about to say i don't know if you guys got the memo but we're legally not allowed to talk about dishonored 2 anymore because it's, <laughs> it's owned by Oops. microsoft so we can't even have like a march madness bethesda bracket i mean that'd be fun to do but we just can't do it oh well uh <laughs> yeah. uh but yeah chris, is that all that you've been playing chris that's it for me. That's it for you. Okay, Dory, what about you? What have you been playing? Hey, so I've been playing uh, Telltale Batman Noir Edition. Um, I uh, flipping really enjoy Telltale games um, generally. Um, and uh, this is basically the edition of Batman that turns everything black and white. It's called Shadows Edition, but it's basically noir. Um, and um, it's been really fun. And so what I've been doing is I've been streaming it on my Twitch channel. Um, and playing it with uh, Chris is uh, one of the people I've been playing it with, uh, and we've been making very uh, questionable decisions, mostly actually okay decisions, but some questionable decisions definitely that I would maybe would not have gone with. Um, it's just really fun to play that game because I watched Team Four Star play it uh, on their YouTube channel, like back when it first came out, and so I have vague memories of the entire game and what it looks like. 
but I don't really remember all of it. And so it's kind of fun to like poke holes in that and fill, fill back holes up in like that memory. Like, Oh yeah, I remember this happening. I remember them writing a villain this way. I, it's yeah. really, really fun. Um, the writing is excellent. The voice acting is excellent. They got Laura frickin' Bailey, uh, BAFTA winning Laura frickin' Bailey, excuse me. Um, and um, it's just the whole cast is great so far. Yeah. Um, I've really been enjoying just talking to people in chat and like having a lot of community interaction about it. Story uh, Troy Baker makes a, a great Batman, doesn't he? He really does. And it's very funny to have Troy Baker as Batman when. Uh, well, I guess this is spoilers, but he's a certain other character in a certain other game that's also a Batman game. Um, so it's very funny. Um, he does the Ninja Turtles? Good at it though. He does the Batman What's... versus Ninja Turtles movies too. But he's like, oh he's... damn, does he? I I meant to check the, that movie out, but I never did. It's a great. Movie. Um, yeah. But anyway, the the issue I was talking about earlier is the latency problem. So sometimes people will vote and it doesn't get in on time, or people don't see it on their screens on time. Sometimes people have better latency on their phone. Sometimes they have better... Uh, it doesn't, you know, to be fair to Telltale, they explicitly say, hey, we don't recommend doing this on Twitch or on YouTube because there's latency issues. I'm like, we're in the middle of a pandemic. There's really nothing I can do about that. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, I gotta, I want to do this with people. This is too great of an idea for me to not do it. Like, group play is an amazing idea. If, if Life is Strange True Colors did this, I would be all over it. That would be amazing. Like a blind yeah. playthrough. I think they announced they did, right? Really? Because I remember seeing that and thinking, I hope Dory streams this. <laughs> I would love to. That would be amazing. I, and I and I would be devastated if we made bad decisions there because I love the Life of Strange universe. <laughs> We've talked about it before. Yeah. Um, so are you on the first game right now? Like, what episode are you yes, on? Yes, I'm on the first. On the, we just wrapped up the first episode yesterday, oh, and then I forgot that I'm playing a Telltale game because I have to download every individual episode even though I downloaded the whole game. Yeah. So there was about 30 minutes of my stream where I'm like, so how's yeah. that local sports team doing? So that was fun. Some, um, of, the, some of those games yeah. have really tough decisions to get ready. Like those, some of those, yeah. they, they do. And, and I, I, I already have one in the second episode. Chris knows what I'm talking about that. I feel really bad about. Yeah. So um, it's been eating away at my conscience. But you talking about the latency? It reminded me. Oh, not froze again. Uh, it reminds me of uh, there was a section in the second game where like it, it bugs. It it was so buggy. Like there was floating eyeballs. It was on the level of like Assassin's Creed. It's like the funniest. After <laughs> the second game, go back and look at like how those games were before they patched it and stuff. It was hilarious. Like it, like it totally ruined the tension and stuff of those scenes. But yeah, I would I would think so. Actually, not so much. That sort of stuff is what contributed to Telltale kind of having a rough go after a while, right? Because they just had a reputation for these games are very buggy at yeah. launch, and yeah, they, they were spending a ton on licenses, right? So the licensing issue in the and they were using the same engine from like for like right. 10 years. so it's like can you, you guys have to get to modern times now? It's like yeah, they didn't have yeah, they, and they had too many license problems. Like they were they they had literally every they were just grabbing this and this and this and this. They needed they to just, pump the brakes and much. just, yeah. yeah. And there's Game of Thrones, did... Batman, Borderlands. Uh, Game of Thrones, Dead. Back to the Future, Jurassic Park. Future, Jurassic Park, it was just too much. Yeah. It was too much. Um, I but I, 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 that said, I'm having a great time with this. Um, if anybody wants to, who's watching this, want to join me, more the merrier. Um, I stream on Thursdays at 9 to 11 EST, and we all make questionable decisions with batman at the helm um 
let's see. I've also been playing Carrion. Um, I played it a little bit last night. I think I'm in late game at this point. There's only it's not a super long game. Um, I do have some complaints, some new complaints I wanted to make about it. Uh, so I've already talked about a little bit about this, about like kind of getting lost in the map, but that happened yesterday too. It's not completely the game's fault because I forgot that you that I I had gotten a certain ability um, that could help me get out of like move forward. Um, but I kind of wish the game would, you know, I don't know, do some sort of recap or I don't know. The button was in the top right and I just forgot about it. Um, but anyway, the other thing I want to complain about is those electric shield enemies. They are incredibly annoying to deal with. Um, they, if you hit them, you take a bunch of damage. They then also have automatic rifles, which just shreds you. Um, so you've got to have a really, um, sort of stealthy approach as, as the monster. Um, I'm still enjoying the game overall. Um, and I think I'll, I'll, I'll still probably say it's like a four or something like that. But, um, yeah, definitely some issues that I'm noticing that, you know, there's some, some maneuvering is not as precise as it needs to be. Like I've noticed a bunch of times that I'll be coming up a given section and my forward momentum will pull me into a, an area I didn't mean to go in. Um, it, it, especially it happens when you, you know, in carry and you're basically playing the thing. But it's not called the thing because copyright. Um, and um, you know, you, you're this big gelatinous—it's not even gelatinous, but this big like creature. And so when you get a certain size, it becomes a little unwieldy to move around. Um, but yeah, overall fun. Um, I'm nearing the end, I think. Um, but those those shield enemies suck, and I hate them. And I there is definitely one time where I was finally able to kill an electric shield enemy that I'd been struggling with. And I just grabbed him, and I just flung him across the room, and I was like, "Die, die, die, die!" And it was great. Um, right. So they made me feel better. Uh, don't call the police. I'm okay. Um, <laughs> last game I've been playing is Lost Legacy. Um, I started that um, this week, and um, I really like the graphics. Uh, it's very pretty, just like Uncharted Four. Um, I think my biggest criticism already is that it just feels like it's DLC that's been stretched out um, too much. Um, I, I already feel like the game's moving very fast, but very slow at the same time. It's it's very disorientating. Do you um, reckon understand I, that? What's that? I can understand that. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I love the writing, uh, and I love that Chloe is back, and I love that um, you get to, you know, team up with... Um, Oh, I'm forgetting her name. Nadine. Nadine, thank you. Uh, I, and they are just a terrific duo, and I love them, and I just wish to, uh, you know, nothing but success in their lives, even though they're doing some questionable things of a questionable nature. Um, but yeah, um, I think my also my other big criticism with that is so far is just I don't like the open world segments. I didn't mind them in Uncharted 4. So this isn't about about me like not wanting it in my Naughty Dog games. I also liked it in The Last of Us Part Two, so definitely not about that. But it is cool to see this sort of lineage. Oh, I I really I'm convinced at this point after playing Uncharted Four, Last of Us Part Two, and Lost Legacy that Naughty Dog just wants to make an open world game, and they just haven't completely committed to it yet. And I'm I'm, you know, all all aboard on that on that train. Um, but if I could does, if I could yeah. interject. Sure. Naughty Dog's like the, one of the last developers making proper linear narrative games. 
for now. That, that aren't like first person shooters, right? I can't think of anyone else who's making third person action games that aren't open world. Right? Yeah, I was gonna say I was gonna say Insomniac, but I guess no, those are open world games. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I feel like narrative game. I can't think of one. Right I feel like we'd be losing something if they made if they started making open world games instead. I mean, um, what you call it? Uh, Remedy. We just we just talked about always kind of have. Yeah. That's true. That's kind of a Metroidvania kind of deal. Yeah, so... it's open-ish. Yeah, it's not totally linear. The so next I... game, the next game is gonna be open world. I'm just letting you know. Like it's. Oh. Gonna... It's gonna be Viking, probably fantasy focus, for sure. There's there's not enough Viking games out right now. I, uh, but, I got a bad feeling it's gonna be a Viking. Game. <laughs> I I I thought there was rumored to be a game in space, but regardless, I mean, I'm not I'm not making. Sorry, what's up? That's what I want because that's something different. Like we're, we're they they give us a lot of like woodsy like type of games. I want something like totally out of their element. Give us like in space or sci-fi yeah. kind of stuff yeah I, I i agree with you james that the the role that they play in the industry is very important but honestly i've seen enough naughty dog games at this point i, I want them to do something really different yeah. um and Jack and I, I don't see why other companies couldn't do something similar uh yeah i mean like at the of... end of the day right sorry yeah. i just i just want more linear narrative games like that it doesn't have to be naughty dog that makes them yeah. necessarily but like i yeah i i I feel like at the same time, if we've got enough like Naughty Dog games in that style, but also we have enough open world games as, as well. Yeah. So I, I was thinking about this on Dory's stream for uh, Lost Legacy. I want to see what Naughty Dog's passion project feel like is right. Like it feels like they have carved this niche out for themselves. Exactly what you said, James. Like this linear storytelling, like these really character focused games. I want to see like what that project is that they like discussed but never really planned out because it's like too much of a stray and it might not make as much money back. Like I want to, I want to, because they've got such a budget and they've got undeniable talent. I want to see like what they want to make more than anything, as opposed to their next game in their big franchises. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. I I completely agree with Chris, and I and I, and to be clear, my my whole their next game is going to be an open world game isn't like a normative claim. Like I'm not saying, oh well, that's what I want or that's what they should do. Mm -hmm. It just seems like that's the direction they're going. Um, I didn't care for it in Lost Legacy because, or so far, I, I'm only a couple hours in, so I could change my mind for sure. Um, but it's only like a ten hour game, so I'm not sure if that's going to happen. Yeah. Um, but um, it just feels in Uncharted Four, it felt very constrained. In Last of Us Part Two, it felt very constrained, but in Lost Legacy, it feels like I could go in a lot of different directions, but I'm not getting decent rewards for it. Like I, w I felt like I was in Uncharted in Last of Us Part Two. Mm -hmm. It just feels like there isn't enough of a budget here for what they're trying to do in terms of, um, in terms Wait. of rewarding players for looking off the beaten path. Um, you, that's you just the feeling I got there. You didn't feel that way about Uncharted Four because I thought that was the worst. No, I, I, I really enjoyed the. I really enjoyed the stuff there. Yeah, because in Charter 4, like, the most memorable thing is the story, obviously, and the combat and things like that. Right. Like, the open world sections were so forgettable, I don't even remember a single thing about them. I'm, I'm kind of with you on that, but more so, I was really hot on them the first time I played. Well, I wasn't yeah. really hot on them, but I, I liked them the first time I played, but on replays, it felt like just something that I had to get through to get to the next story beat. Yeah, because I think uh, Naughty Dog learned from that for Last of Us Part 2, because, like, there's open sections, but they were never very 
too open. Like where you had no idea where to go. Like, I, th- I feel like Uncharted Four was kind of like that. Uh, like there was like island it, sections with a boat, and yeah. just like, I was like, I don't. This doesn't really add anything for me. I, I definitely, I definitely got turned around a couple of times in Uncharted Four, um, but uh, it never felt as. Uh, I never felt as lost as I do in <clears throat> Lost Legacy. Um, I agree so with you. maybe yeah. that's maybe the real Lost Legacy was the directions we lost along the way. I don't know. <laughs> I had the same but... problem though. Like the open world sections of Lost Legacy were the worst parts of the game for me. Like, like I was very, it's a... I was very into the story and the gameplay, but then the you had these open world sections that didn't add anything to the story or anything to the game. Yeah. I, I also feel like it's got a weird difficulty spike right at the beginning. Like, some of the gunfights feel yeah. really intense, which is weird because I've just started this game. And I know it's like an Uncharted game, so it's like, how difficult can the controls be? I played one, two, three, and 4 at this point. So it's like, you know, it's not exactly a mystery what the hell I'm supposed to do. Take cover, shoot, roll, throw a grenade, whatever. You know, jump off a fucking building and punch somebody in the face. But that that's was, uh, I always love doing yeah. that. Are you playing but on normal like, or are you playing on Crusher? Yeah, I I never no never do Uncharted past normal because that stuff's fucking brutal. I don't think <laughs> I don't think they know how to scale things difficulty wise on Uncharted because Nate's such a wuss. He can only take a couple of bullets to the chest. What a wuss! Come on, that's this true. isn't call this isn't Call of Duty. Yeah, shambles. You get you die very easy in those games. You can tell those games were not designed for a higher difficulty. Like, yeah, yeah, we've we've talked about this before. Um, yeah. I will say by the way. Um, just on a more positive note, I do love the writing, characters, VO, all that stuff. I think I said that earlier, but I just want to kind of yeah. end on a positive note. Um, I am enjoying this game, but I hope it gets back on a more linear path soon because I'm not enjoying... It might be like with James that I've only played Uncharted 4 once. And so the first time I did those open world segments, I was just really amazed by the scenery. That game's fucking gorgeous. Absolutely. Um, and I, I took a lot more photos in it than I thought I was going to. Yeah. Um, so maybe that was part of it and i also always felt pretty well rewarded because i got treasure and i got lore mm-hmm. uh also i came up with this really dumb pirate accent for reading a lot of the letters so that was really fun so i just gave myself rewards yeah because yeah. naughty dog you know just filling in those spaces naughty dog you know i got you so um anyway that's what i've been playing but not dory now yeah. that you've uh played like the whole series like you're not done with this game yet but you pl- you beat all the other ones uh how, how where would you rank this so far like among the games like do you? Oh, do you I, I don't know. I'd I'd have to get further. I'd oh. have to get further in, but it's probably going to be Uncharted two levels, or maybe a little lower. This might be it's my favorite gonna... series. So sorry, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, no, that's okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't already. I'm pretty sure it's not going to beat four. Four is definitely my favorite, and then two, and then one, and then there's some other game that's in the series, but I don't remember what it is, and I refuse to talk about it. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't like three. Yeah, I really I... don't like three. I remember thinking Lost Legacy was my favorite at the time, though that might have just been recency bias. Maybe. Uh, so it probably was, to be honest, because I don't remember it much at all, really, now that yeah. I think about it. It's two and four for me, personally. Those are my favorites. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, as for what I've been playing, I haven't been playing much this week. I've only been playing Battlefield Five on PC. Uh not actually, I don't think I've played a single round of Battlefield 5 on PC. I've just been in spectator mode taking photos. Uh, that game is tough to take photos in. Surprise, surprise. It, like, that game is... Because you have to... If you're not in a private match, you have to be in a public match, and you have to, like, get your settings in order and everything like that really... I'm taking photos. 
<laughs> yeah, we had this moment and 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 smithy didn't use it in the video so I'm, I'm i'll say it here but like we had this moment after an hour of taking photos where i was like i'm pretty sure the game i'm playing right now is not what the developers created or intended at all because we're just walking from place to place and just staring at things um, but yeah. it, it was it was a ton of fun definitely uh but that's the thing like we were in a private match where yeah. i could like take my time to frame a shot and get you to move into a certain position. In a public match, the problem is you have to be very quick because you can't tell the players, oh, can you stand over there for a minute? You have to, like, <laughs> if, a, if a tank moves into the perfect position in a frame, you have to quickly change all your settings, hide the menu, take the photo and everything. And oftentimes, they'll run away long before you're ready. That's war photography, James. That's gotta gotta <laughs> be ready. The objective. Like, who's this guy that keeps to stand there taking pictures? <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. But I've, I, I've also been playing Red Dead Redemption 2 on PC. Mm. Also okay. not playing the story. Also taking photos. <laughs> but I got I got significantly better photos in Red Dead Redemption 2, I think. Yeah, uh, yeah. Some of those are... Like, that game is absolutely gorgeous. In particular, the skyboxes. Yeah, single player. Uh, in particular, though, the skyboxes in uh, in that game like because it's all volumetric clouds it's not like a, it's not a png or anything like that uh so they look absolutely phenomenal uh yeah. but yeah that's what i've been playing uh you, this you week you beat that game twice now so you uh, you can uh take as many photos as you want now like you you know everything about that game at this point exactly yeah uh yeah i might just do a full playthrough where i just take photos on pc that's yeah, probably gonna say there's a, an amount of that map that doesn't open up until you play past a certain point. That's why I was wondering if you're playing. Because I think in multiplayer, the whole thing is always open, right? Yeah. But yeah, I, I mean, I, even the base game is so beautiful in that. I don't know if you can use photo mode in online. I'm not sure. Oh, I don't know. If you can, I should check that out because that's probably a good idea. Uh, but yeah, I definitely look forward to continuing that. So, uh, before we get into the news, there's no impressions this week. Uh, so before we get into the news, we're going to hear a word from our sponsor. Ah, shit. I lost the script. Shit. I lost it. Uh, um, damn it. Oh no. I've lost my legacy! Okay, so, uh, in the news this week, uh, some big news. First off, according to a report from The Gamer which is a news outlet uh, for, who would have guessed, video games. Uh, apparently, Sony plans to close all uh, the online stores associated with the PlayStation 3, the PSP, and the PS Vita. So they're closing down the PlayStation Store on the PS3, which kind of sucks. Right? Totally does. Yeah, this I've, sucks. This is a horrendous on Sony I mean, no, nobody, nobody likes this. This, I mean, this is as bad as, you know, Nintendo killing Mario, if you ask yeah. me. Or worse. <laughs> yeah, this Mario, is worse. Mario gets massacred in five days. So, say your goodbyes. And... <laughs> Mario's uh, public execution is happening soon. You know, no, I've, I said it before on the podcast that backwards compatibility is one of those things that people ask for, and then but only a few people actually use it. You know what I mean? It's, it's a stronger internet voice, but, but like the majority of the people that play on PlayStation play like Call of Duty and FIFA and Madden and stuff. So I don't think Sony. That's why I think Sony doesn't really care about like pissing people off here on this on this front. I'm not defending them. I'm just saying it. Like, oh, this yeah. Is probably yeah. Right now, that we're talking like two percent of the people that 
actually play on PlayStation. They actually care about this stuff. Don't get. With, with that said, though, it's actually absolutely disgraceful that Sony has like no respect for its legacy. Uh, like, play like. Xbox absolutely nailed this. Like Xbox, you can play like 360 games, original Xbox games, uh, and I and I understand why that they uh, that they can't play PS3 games on PS5 because the architecture is so wonky. But if they really wanted to, they can get an emulator on the PS5. There's, there's just, definitely things they can do if they wanted to put in that effort. Now, yeah. don't get me wrong. This this might be uh, leading up to something. Maybe maybe they're planning on something, but I, probably not. But probably not. Probably not. Probably not. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I think this really sucks because our our like you know, and I and I totally get what Seb's saying. Uh, you know, I'm I'm one of those people who's complaining about it, but I'll probably never play a PS3 game. But for me, that's not the point, right? The point is that archiving uh, video game history is important for its own sake, and it doesn't matter if zero people play it, right? It doesn't matter if if everybody hates the games in question, right? It just matters because it happened. And people should have access to that information and closing off parts of your friend, your, your legacy or, or, you know, your history uh, is just generally not a good thing to do. I mean, video game companies already are so shaky on, on archival stuff. And that makes it harder for people to talk about the past. I mean, what has happened? You know, it's not, it's not impossible, but it's, it's harder to do. And I, I always think that's an, that's a net loss for the, for the public, for anybody. Yeah, whether you're a gamer or not yeah because yeah. there are a ton of like games that are only available on the ps3 and only available digitally like indie games and that kind of thing uh, they're just going to be lost forever yeah, you can't even play uh, psp and vita games anymore exactly like i can't even use my vita anymore to be honest with you i'm all digital on that so well, it's such a shame as well because i've got so many games on my playstation 3 account uh, am I going to be able to download those still? I mean, so because the... this isn't, yeah, this isn't an official statement from Sony yet. So we don't know if like you will still be able to access the store in regards to downloading anything you already have a license for. Yeah. I think that's the important thing for them to make very clear. Um, because otherwise, what is everyone just, you know, I'm all digital. I've been all digital for like a decade now. Do I have to go to my PS3 and rush and download everything that, you know, I, I don't want to do that. Um, I don't even have the hard drive space to do that. Yeah, exactly. And like, okay, if this is a server thing, if this is, okay, they have X and X, X and Y amount of servers for these things and people aren't buying off of these, you know, off of these stores enough to justify the costs of the servers. It's like, we've seen, we've seen emulation for all of these devices successful enough in other places that like, well, it really would be a goodwill move to say like, these digital storefronts we will make available at least we'll make available a year from now or six months from now on yeah. ps5 and ps4 like yeah. you know the, sony's sony's not doing too badly like it, it would be nice if they made some consumer friendly best. calls here yeah sorry sony's one of the best like uh selling companies in terms of video games like they are up there i think they're number one or something i remember sharing this in the discord recently like um they're, they ha have so much flipping money, and they're just, like, they could easily make, like, you know, the servers either, you know, you could either, uh, I don't know, I don't know how this shit works, but you could you could have it so that the PS3 servers just continue to stay open, or you could at least migrate stuff, merge stuff, you could, you could like, do retro consoles, you could actually make 
the fucking consoles that you release backwards compatible more than just one generation ago. I don't know. Just throwing out some ideas here. Because you guys, you guys mentioned that you aren't the kind of people who would use backwards compatibility for PS3. But I like, and I know I'm in a minority. But I, if backwards compatibility for PS3 titles was a thing, I would play them all the live long day. I, I am probably wouldn't play anything else. Just beat Infamous, so yeah, I definitely am too. I would definitely be playing PS. There, like, there's so many games I would go. I I wouldn't be buying any new Call of Duty games. I would just be playing Call of Duty Black Ops all the time. I'd be playing. This might Resistance. be a generational thing, but like, I I'm worried because a lot of PS1 and PS2 games, especially PS1 games, are only available on like Vita and PS3 stores, and are are not as widely available in the PS4 and PS5 stores. So. Yeah. A lot of the games I grew up with on the original PlayStation are going to just be inaccessible after this, which is a bummer. Exactly. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Doesn't the Xbox even emulate PlayStation 1 games and 2 games right now? Like, and they people found a way to... Yeah, it does. It does. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah, you can play oh, them on the, on, the, on the Xbox Series X or something. Best but, place to play your Sony games. <laughs> but this is where, like, PS Now doesn't make any sense. Like, like for example... I wanted to go through the Ratchet and Clank series, like, like the all the even the old ones, and uh, they did. They made a, a trilogy collection of the first three games that were on the PS2 on the PS3, and they never like put that on like PS Now, so you can't you can't even access the first three Ratchet and Clank games, and it makes no sense because they own the IP. So why don't they only have half the Ratchet and Clank games on PS Now for absolutely no reason outside like they just don't take this service that serious. Like I I, I can't think of a reason why. They, Half these games are missing on that service. Like they have a PS2 section, and it's like ten games. It's like, like you have a whole section. You can clearly put PS2 games on PS4. So why haven't you done that? Like I don't, yeah. I don't understand. And I guess it because they don't care. I, that's all I can think of. Is it simply they don't feel like it's worth the investment. But that's all I can. Cash yeah. is king. Yeah. yeah, it's a frustrating move. But like again, they have some time before the apparent announcement that they're actually because again this is all just like leaked stuff they have an opportunity here to at least do the right thing with this bad situation so i guess we'll see if they yeah because that's the thing like this has this hasn't been officially announced this has been leaked so -hmm. they could see the outrage and say okay well before we announce this let's make some changes but Mm -hmm. they're not gonna they're not gonna do that i don't think they're gonna do that because it's based on sony's track record for this kind of thing it seems like they're just going to double down on this and they're just going to close it we, down. We just got to stop hoping. I mean, people had so much hope for the PS5 and it's just like, it's just not warranted at this point. Like yeah. the the PS2 was the only time ever that Sony had all of their consoles, all, all the consoles games on one console. PS3 didn't have PS1. It just had PS2, I think. Um, and PS4 just had PS3. I mean, they, they, they just don't, if it's more than a generation ago, they don't care. And, P- and Jim PS3 Ryan did, sorry. PS3 did have PS1 games. It, PS2 games were only available to play on the early versions of the PS3. Yep. Got you. Okay, yep. cool. Yep. So that sucks. Um, but um, so Jim Ryan has said in interviews that like he like literally just doesn't get this stuff. Like to him, not mm-hmm. only is no one gonna play it, but he he looked he like he went to a um he looked at some of the old games and he's like, these look like crap. Why would anyone ever play them? And I'm like, what? That's not the point, you fool. That's not the Jim Ryan fool. Not the point. I'm calling you out, Jim Ryan, with all your billions of dollars. You're never gonna hear this anyway. Come on, PS Premier Jim Ryan. <laughs> he's, he's our number one fan. He listens to every episode. He's gonna be heartbroken this week. Yeah, I know. Yeah. 
Jim like, Ryan, it, fix yeah. fix the mistake here, and then we're on good terms. Yeah, like PS Now, like it doesn't have to put games day day one like Xbox does, but like you you don't even have like all the Uncharted games, like the PS4 versions on the service. You don't have you don't have like I don't think it has the Last Guardian or I, I know they're on the PS Collection now, but the service is just so. It has like eight hundred games, but it like but most of them are like obscure indie games that half of them you have to stream that no one's gonna touch. It, it, they kind of like they over like over it's overly bloated to say they have all these games, but but like in reality, it's missing so much. They 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 have a real opportunity to compete with Game Pass if they just if they focused on their PS one classics or added more PS two games or more PS four games. It, it is such a shame because. They're gonna see the outrage to this, and they're not gonna care because yeah, they they know that people are just gonna forgive and forget in like right. a month's time. Yeah, because I mean, the people have already sort of stopped talking about this news already. I yeah. mean, it's how it goes, you know. People were outraged about Pokemon, and then it sold like twenty million. People are gonna be outraged about Skyward Sword being a Wii game selling for sixty bucks, and then it's gonna sell like hotcakes. You know, people were upset about Mario, and it's gonna sell like hotcakes. It sold like hotcakes anyway. Uh, they, and this is why they do this shit because they know yeah. it's gonna sell, and because even if it doesn't, they have the money to not care. They're too big to fail. They're literally too big to fail. Your best they, friend. That's, that's... Yes, corporations are not your friends, people. And this is another reminder from your friendly PS Premier cohorts <laughs> that uh, yeah. corporations not your friends. PSA. Yeah, the, point, the point is, no matter how much you bitch, what hurts them is money. Like they don't care anything about except for the except for the almighty dollar. So it, you can you can like you can write five hundred tweets towards them. Uh, if their bank if their bank account is not being affected, they don't give a shit, and it's just the reality of things. Well, there you go. Uh, well, in other less uh, depressing news <laughs> this week, uh, Ghost of Tsushima, uh, uh, Ghost of Tsushima is getting a movie, uh, which is going to be directed by uh, Chad. I didn't practice this beforehand. Does anyone know this guy's name? <laughs> I think it's Stolet. Stolesky, Stolesky. Okay, Chad Stolesky. Who is was he the director on John Wick? Stolesky. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I so. Uh, yeah. So he's directing the Ghost of Tsushima movie at the moment, uh, and Sucker Punch uh, is gonna. Uh, they're gonna serve as executive producers on the project. So uh, yeah, Dory, you're a big fan of Ghost of Tsushima, right? Yeah, but do I need a fucking movie based on it? No, I don't. Uh. This Why? just feels incredibly unnecessary to me, and unless it's bringing some sort of new perspective, I mean, yeah. I'm glad Sucker Punch is involved. That's a good sign. But mm-hmm. and and John Wick director sounds like a good idea. Mm-hmm. Um, but I worry about casting. I worry about the points. I I like. I'm a big fan. You know, as we just said, of Ghost of Tsushima, and even I'm kind of like, eh, like. I, of, I love yeah. the game, but I don't feel like I need a movie based on it. Does anyone else feel like that? Ghost of Tsushima felt like, and, and they were very open about this, it was a nod to a specific style of uh, of movie, right? Like Kurosawa, uh, yeah. Kurosawa. Kurosawa, yeah, exactly. So it almost feels like a movie based on the game that was based on based the movie. Um, the movie, I think... the game, the movie, the game. It's just, It's just like, it's not... I don't need this. Like, Sony, how about instead of you fucking investing in Ghost of Tsushima, you should invest in PS3 and Vita and all that other shit. Sorry, I know we're bringing back other topics, but uh, it just bothers me. In my opinion, is the same as The Last of Us show. It's uh, 
Like it's not necessary at all because the movies, those games are already cinematic and story driven and things. Like it doesn't need to exist. But at the same time, uh, I'm excited to see like the visuals alone. Like you don't ever get to really see a lot of Western Japanese like takes on Japanese like samurais and things like that. Uh, Tom they, Cruise then. And when they usually do, they whitewash it. Um, so I'm yeah. curious. I do trust that Sucker Punch is gonna handle it very well because they, because I mean they got they. I mean, Japan was blown away by what they accomplished. You know what I mean? So yeah, they did fantastic. I love that game. Yeah. Do you think they're, they're, they're so going to get? It... Oh, sorry, Chris. Go ahead. I was going to say, do you think they're going to get Scarlett Johansson to play Jin Sakai? Oh, for fuck's sake! Um, <laughs> God. Um, yeah. No. I. I mean, they did such a great job representing Sushima, and it did so much good for Sushima. I know we've talked about this before, but I must emphasize that, that some of the game devs, or all of the game devs, I don't remember are literally now ambassadors to Tsushima. Like, that's how good of a job they did. Like, you know you fucking nail it. When the island, yeah, the director, when the island behind is like, yes, thank you, Uh, here, take this title. (laughs) Like, like, amazing. Especially for a Western, largely white, you know, team. Yeah. As as unnecessary as it is, though, like, combat, visuals, and... Like, this movie could be really, really kick-ass. It can be unnecessary, like, as, as possible, but... If this game, like, if this, a uh, game, if this movie delivers on, like, uh, amazing, like, just, just like, just like amazing popcorn movie, I'm, I'd be totally satisfied. But, like, don't you guys think, go ahead, yeah. go ahead. I was going to say, this is, it's like Mortal Kombat, right? If it just delivers yeah. on the action and, and at least some self-serious acting, which I would be okay with, because yeah. obviously Ghost of Tsushima is a pretty, fairly serious story with yeah. only a little bit of humor here and there through, like, basically one character. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd be cool with that. Um, but anyway, Seb, what were we going to say? But at this point, like, you got to think, like, do they have a service, like, on the way? Like, they got, like, Twisted Metal and Last of Us. You got, like... I, I was going to say, you guys are going to get another one of these every other podcast for the rest of the year. Because Sony's got their movie production studio. That, that That's the reason why this is happening. And they did, they're investing in it. They did recently shut, uh, stop selling movies on the PlayStation Store. Yeah. So maybe they are ramping something up. Yeah, like I said, they, and they own and that's where they're gonna put all the PS3 and the Vita games. No, Whoa! That's where they own. That's where they have, you know, they own Crunchyroll, which is like the biggest like anime streaming service. Yeah. And like, they and they did that. They did that Ratchet and Clank movie, and then they were they were doing that Sly Cooper movie, but I guess they, they got they got it got canceled or whatever. Uh, so like, yeah, I'd be, and they have Spider Man. They have the rights to Spider Man, so I don't. I'd be shocked if they don't do something at some point. Like everybody's doing it now. I think they had Crackle at one point. Wasn't that Sony's streaming service, Crackle? And then they and then Crackle eventually just didn't uh, pull in the pull in the big bucks and I think Crackle they shut it down pop. or it's not <laughs> as popular. <laughs> I don't I'm not sure. I never never used it. I'm not familiar with yeah. it. But uh I think yeah. I only used it once or twice. Well, Seb, you like you you brought up the Last of Us show. I think the where this differs from that for me is the Last of Us is very has like one of the best video game stories of all time, mm-hmm. and you know movies and TV are very much a storytelling medium, so mm-hmm. I think that fits really well. Where I'm lukewarm on this idea is because uh, Ghost of Tsushima has a pretty mediocre story, in my opinion. It's mm-hmm. it didn't blow me away by any counts. It didn't blow me away, but I wouldn't say it was mediocre good but it definitely didn't like it wasn't the last of us level of course for sure yeah yeah i think they have a little bit of room to like you know if you think about the season structured as like if they are going for the same story as the game they could you know you meet a lot of characters and you 
kind of go on a lot of side adventures and you could have a couple of episodes for each of those characters and still have some pretty satisfying arcs and the overall arc between uh Jin and his um uncle I mean it's not like a completely unique story it's certainly no last of us but I mean it might it might be able to pull some emotional punches depending on how they handle it for yeah. but that's the, that's the thing though like like you said like it's an open world and like you have all these side characters and you meet them and everything wouldn't this be better as a series, like a ten episode season or something? Oh, I forgot that this was announced as a movie. I first up in my head it switched to a TV show, and I was like, "Oh, that's a great idea." No, yeah, movie is weird. Maybe. Yeah, I take yeah. it. I take it. I'd be more willing to take it as like a, a six episode miniseries. Yeah. Yeah, like I could see that. I I, I agree. I, I would prefer it as most things, honestly, unless you've really got a short plot or. It's really accessible in two hours. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I feel like TV series have been getting better and better on that front, and movies seem less but, necessary, but yeah. I don't know. You, you know, you you, uh, you guys know I'm a huge Ron Kenshin fan, and they the live-action movies that Japan did are phenomenal. They look, they're surprisingly good, and um, if they can do that, I, I, I'll be blown up. I'll be very happy with this mo- with movie, if they can mm-hmm. capture that. Yep. Uh, well, anyway, let's move on. Uh to something that I wanted to discuss. So Disco Elysium is getting its final cut released on, I believe it's the 30th of March, correct? Yes. Uh, and it's it's this interesting thing where it's getting, it's the original game, but it's every voice line is getting full voiceover and some new stuff added in. It feels like, like a director's cut of a movie where it's like the director's original vision. Uh, that they maybe couldn't achieve beforehand, but now the game sold so well, they've got the budget to implement all these things that they wanted to have before, but they had to cut due to time and budget constraints. So I was curious if you guys had, if there were any games, because I, I feel like this is maybe going to become a more popular trend, but I feel like, I wanted to, I was wondering if you guys had any games that you would want a director's cut of in this style, if you'd want like the developers to go back and create the definitive version of that game not just sort of remastering it but adding in content where they cut it previously or cutting things that didn't work in hindsight i've got an easy pick i i i never even finished playing this game uh, and i don't even particularly know that i would want to play this game but metal gear zero uh metal metal gear uh five would be would just be flipping great uh because kojima never really got to finish it um and i don't to be clear i do not i want kojima to go back to it i don't want konami touching it not with a 12 foot pole um but like if kojima could go back to it and he could somehow work it out with konami and he could do a director's cut that would be amazing because kojima's heckin bonkers and i would love to see what was going on with him and what he wanted to do because he definitely didn't get to finish it um and so that's that's probably my number one honestly just because i love kojima's i love the metal gear games uh shocker right um i love i love a universe that's completely bonkers with a very uh, weird and convoluted and uh difficult plot at times but um you know i i so i'd love to see that that that, yeah that's definitely up there for me because that game had at the time a lot of sort of there was a big news that it wasn't actually finished because they have in what is it like the special edition of the game? They have like a cutscene that you can access. That's supposed to, that what the final mission was supposed to be, where you go mm-hmm. to an island or something like that. 
So, like, there's obviously a lot of stuff that Kojima wanted to have in that game that he didn't get a chance to finish. So I feel like that's a prime candidate for this kind of thing. Probably never happened, because Kojima and Konami would probably never work together again. But that would be, like, the dream project, probably. That's that's the dream director's cut. But what do y'all think? Um, so Metal Gear Solid Five would be my go-to also. I loved that series so much, and just there was something about the way that game wraps up that feels so unsatisfying. Like, even knowing the controversy that happened with Kojima and Konami, just as someone who was so invested in those games, that story just trips over itself at the end in a way that just is such a bummer. Um, but since Dory uh, got that one, I actually think... For me, I would like to see the director's cut of Fable and Fable Two, because really? Peter. So I don't, I don't know if, if you guys remember, but Peter Molyneux was like an incredibly controversial um, game director because he would make all of these grand promises, and a lot of this stuff would never end up making it uh, into the, into the games. And it was always some amazing things like, I think in Fable 1 or 2, it would be like, oh, you'll plant a seed for a tree and you'll see that tree grow throughout your playthrough of the game and like things like that on the original Xbox. It was always these ambitious things. And, you know, he, you know, certainly could be a, you know, snake oil salesman or, or considered one to an extent. But there's some amount of it that just felt like, oh, I'm sure he wanted to put those things in but at some point in the game design process you have to say okay how long do we have how much money do we have what can make the cut and what can't and it feels like just a ton of stuff just had to be cut or never got a chance to be developed even if he in his heart wanted those in his final vision for the games so mm -hmm. if you're unfamiliar with Fab the fable games and peter molyneux it's, it's worth going back and looking at uh, some of that controversy because mm -hmm. it's very interesting stuff yeah. Now that you mentioned like that, that actually gives me so many ideas. Uh, in like one that I thought of was uh, Bioshock Infinite. I didn't look a lot. I didn't look at a lot of the marketing for that game beforehand, but I know there was like a lot of promises that game made that it didn't end up delivering on. Mm -hmm. So I think that would be a, a cool thing for people to see. But also one the one that's a kind of an interesting case as well is No Man's Sky, where mm -hmm. obviously that was not the game that was promised when it released. Mm -hmm. But I feel like in that case we kind of do have the the director's cut of that now because it yeah. it feels like it has reached what it was originally intended to be. Yeah, yeah. I, th I think they got there. They made the game that they showed off in those first trailers. It just took a few extra years. Oh. Well, didn't they retitle it now? Like they've they've come it, out with expansions and updates. I, 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 think it, I think it has a, a title now, like, an, like a new subtitle. No, to they they re-released it on. They re-released it as No Man's Sky Beyond, which was the name of one of the updates. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, I've got a couple more of these as well. So like Modern Warfare Two, I think it would be really interesting to see. There was a huge controversy around that game where the the studio heads at Infinity Ward, uh, Jason West and Vince uh, Zampella they were sort of Activision wanted them out they were seen as troublemakers and that kind of thing so they had like I'm sure they had a vision for what they wanted Modern Warfare 2 to be but the big wigs at Activision sort of pressured them into making it a more action oriented sort of story yeah uh, I, f I think it would be cool to see what the original version of that game 
would sort of look like where it's maybe more in line with the first game where it's more focused on being a realistic sort of story and less on these big action set pieces as much as i love those big action set pieces i just think it would be cool to see what that game originally would have looked like mm-hmm. and the last of us part two is my other one the first or the one that i initially got me to come up with this topic because th- that game is my favorite game of all time and i know we all sort of love that game but there's no secret that it has some pacing issues and uh, some other issues i think it would be interesting to see how they would go back and change some of that stuff in hindsight see if they can make because i know a lot of people have ideas for how they would make it better mm-hmm. but none of them seem like the proper solutions because they all they all maybe fix the pacing issues but they remove a lot of the other stuff that makes that game special in the process like there's a reason the game has those pacing issues yeah. and it's because yeah. the story needed to be structured in that way to tell the story that they wanted to tell but i do wonder if there's anything yeah. that they could change in hindsight uh, yeah. with some more time to think about it yeah, that could fix I'd, those issues yeah i'd be very interested if they could uh totally like change the sequences or the scenes in a different order and see if they can accomplish the same thing the same success in a totally different order like that... i wanted to oh go, go ahead. ahead Steph. sorry no, no, I'm, no i'm done okay uh, i wanted to also mention while we're talking about director's cut i mean um sea of solitude which i talked about a few weeks ago is getting a director's cut um, and that's exciting. It's getting completely reworked vocal lines. Some scenarios are going to be a little different. Improved graphics, I think. It's basically going to become a whole different game. Yeah, a whole um, new voiceover to... and everything. And yeah. they're only released on Nintendo Switch, which is a little, which is a little sad. Yeah, but I, I think weird. I might be wrong. But the voiceover, the new voiceover, sounded like the character and it has like an American accent or something like that, based on the trailer that I yeah. watched. I, I didn't really mind the voice acting. I, I know a lot of people said it was bad or that they didn't care for it. I, I get those complaints because obviously it's not a professional. But to me, it felt like such a small little indie game that I didn't mind that. I, I accepted that as a limitation of the budget. And honestly, to me, it just made the game feel more genuine. If they replace it with 100%. professional voice acting, I don't know that that's going to hit his heart because she sounds like a real teenage girl yeah. who is very unsure of herself yeah. and like for better or worse. Right. And, and yeah. so I, I get that it doesn't sound professional, but they're a small indie studio. I don't, I don't expect them to have Laura Bailey. Like I, I'm okay no. with that. I mean, Troy Baker, if she, if he played the main Troy character, Baker just wasn't available for the monster, unfortunately uh, he would have done it. If he could have, he would have, yeah. he would have done it. I mean, he loves, he loves it. I don't. I don't personally have any suggestions, but it does remind me of there is like you know, we have do we do have complete editions in gaming. We do have like I do know that Metagross Solid two and three were like there's different versions of that game and those games in in every region. Like the American version has different things. The European version has different things, and I know Japan has different things. And also is um you know Japan just tends to get a little more censored, so they they get like in a different a different edition after us. Because America, we we tend we, we usually don't censor our like violence and stuff, and so like that that was the case with like Resident Evil, like the director's cut, like the original one, like they like there's like decapitation and blood and stuff like in the original cutscene, and they totally took that out, I believe, in the J- Japanese version, and you know and like the Code Veronica, like uh, Resident Evil, like there's like you know the Code Veronica X and there's the original, and the Code Veronica X has all new like cutscenes and 
big fight at the end and things like that. And then, of course, another example I can think of is like Pokemon. Like we get like their first two versions, and then the third version is like the like a combination of the two, and and then they got what extra what a whole new story extra on top of that. So, you know yeah. that makes me. I know we're talking about PlayStation games, but I, I it would make me excited if we got uh, a Sword and Shield director's cut or final cut or something where Nintendo actually gave Game Freak the freaking time to like develop that. I and to be clear, yeah. I love I love Pokemon Sword. But I do not, I do not deny that it could have used a little bit more time in development, yeah. Um, yeah. and that would be amazing to see. But yeah, I know it's be, it, yeah, it's time for Pokemon Gun. That's yeah, right. After Pokemon Gun. Uh, the time for Swords and Shields are over. It is time yeah. for Gun. We yep. want the Pokemon game with decapitations. Yep. That's right. We want to see Baidoof beheaded. <laughs> I don't know why I said Baidoof in particular. Sorry, Baidoof. 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 Sorry. You guys are giving me I'm great material for the intro here. <laughs> I'm a I'm a Badoofist. Uh, that should be the intro right there. Yeah. Uh, no, not the not the not the gamer tag that I mentioned earlier that I won't say aloud again. Uh, let's move on to the community questions. We have one community question again this week. Uh, this is we'll get more community questions than I thought we would. To be honest, I didn't think this would be our, our weekly segment. But here we are. If you'd like to submit a community question for us to read on the podcast, uh, be sure to join our Discord server. The link is in the podcast description. Uh, so our community question this week is from Rob from Draft Punks, who has been on the show before. So thanks, Rob, uh, friend of the show. And he asks, uh, while we can all agree that in many ways genre classification is nigh meaningless, which video game genre do you often find appealing in concept but can never quite invest time into for one reason or another this is an easy answer for me open world games uh like i like a lot of open world games are just not done well and they they just they fill it with fluff and you know like pointless side quests and things like that and like uh i, I just get frustrated and get bored like 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 a good example is like assassin's creed odyssey like i know people that absolutely love that game and it's like i can't put 300 hours in that game like like I want to, like I, I'm sure it's amazing, like the world and everything, but like there's just no way I can do that. You know what I mean? Open world games are just very frustrating, honestly. Like I, you, you want to get into them. It's, it's so common now. Like every game wants to be open world, like we said, and and like it's just so hard to get into. I'm with you, man. I I did not expect that answer from you, considering you finished Infamous and Mafia Two since well, the last <laughs> and Immortals and Immortals. And Immortals. That's Immortals. what I was thinking. Well, that's of. the thing. I play them, but I don't. But I don't particularly love them. Or I hear them. you. Yeah. I hear you. Yeah, I gotcha. But don't get me wrong. I do love Elder Scrolls and Fallout, which is I know is Xbox now. But uh, I do love those games. But those are like the exceptions to the rule. Generally, I don't like open world. This I would have to agree with Seb. Uh, like honestly, my my sorry, James. My my pick is probably open worlds. I mean, if I had to go for a second choice, uh, maybe it would be JRPGs or turn-based JRPGs. Oh, you kill like, me. No, uh, I'm sorry. Okay. Um, you know, okay. there's a lot there that you know, attacking and dethroning God. I'm always up for. Um, well, so many quotes in this 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 episode. Um, but um, this is point. what I get for this is what I get for ragging on Mitch last week for him being full of the uh, the intro. But anyway, um, yeah, I I like like I like the idea of turn based here. I love Pokemon. It's one of my favorite series of all time. Mm -hmm. um, but I just can't. 
I can't dedicate that time. Like Persona 5 is one of those games where I'm always tempted to get into it. I know I'm killing you, Seb. I know I'm killing you. Yeah, um, but yeah, uh, good game. <laughs> but um, I could just never invest the time. I, I can never feel like it's worth That's my true. time to spend 100 hours. And I'm a full-time student. So especially right now, I just can't, I can't do it. I yeah, can't pull the trigger on it, that's, but yeah, but uh, it's daunting. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's, a, that's a great answer. Yeah. I think Sebastian and Dory, your answers are like the same things keeping you from two different jo- like genres yeah. kind of in some ways, yeah. like those big games for me, uh, it's four X uh, games, like, like strategy games. And I had to do some like quick Googling mm. because I almost said, uh, I am afraid of triple X games because I forgot the, <laughs> the the genre. But four X is explore, expand, exploit, exterminate. So like Civ. Um, and recently I played Crusader Kings uh, or Crusader Kings three, and like they're conceptually so cool. Like these big expansive games where you can make all these decisions and they can vary so much depending on like all these tiny factors. But just every time I play them. They spend the first hour offloading all of these mechanics on you. It's just mechanic after mechanic. Like I, I can't absorb that. Like my brain cannot cue that many things in without actually just playing it and exercising those muscles, you know, naturally. Yeah. And I just, I feel like as soon as these games let me, you know, out of the tutorial, I just do something stupid and like lose the game almost immediately yeah. or just stop having yeah. fun you kind of stole my answer because i i'm in the exact same boat mine's the same like crusader kings 3 i love the idea of yeah. everything that can happen in that game like your infant child can go off and murder a bunch of people and you have to deal with the consequences of that it's like all this weird stuff can just happen i love it so much but it's so like those games are so time consuming yeah. and i'd never feel like it's I never feel like I can, for one reason or another, invest the time into them. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, uh, that's, that's my weird. that's my answer as well. That's all uh, of our answers. We've we've uh, well, I guess James didn't have uh, a different. I would have been really excited if James had like a separate genre that he also couldn't get into, and then we could have done like a Captain Planet thing. <laughs> yeah, uh, but no, that that was going to be my answer as well. So, those those games are tough to get into they're really big big games yeah. uh but yeah we're gonna end off uh this week with a game so chris you're gonna take us through a round of a game that you're calling born metal or Soulsborn. yes so i've come up with a trivia game called born metal or Soulsborn. in it i've listed a bunch of pairs each comprising of one death metal band name and one Soulsborn boss so that is a boss from the game Demon Souls, Dark Souls 1, Dark Souls 2, Dark Souls 3, Bloodborne, or Sekiro. So I want to see for each pair, if you guys can guess which one is a video game boss from the Souls genre and which one is a death metal band. Um, I don't know. Do you guys want to like agree on which one you think falls into each category as a group or do you guys want to do individuals? Are we doing I think I was going to say individuals would be fun, but uh, Dory, what do you think? Okay, individuals, yeah, and individuals I'll keep score. Individuals is fine with me. Okay, okay I'll, I'll keep score. How many of these have we got? I've got one, two, three, four, five, six. So Sounds it shouldn't good. take too long. Sounds okay. great. Perfect. So the first pair is Bolt Thrower versus Leech Monger. One is a Souls boss, one is a Death Metal band. Bolt Thrower versus Leech Monger. 
I think Leechmonger's a boss. I don't know, that's my take. I think I think Bolt Thrower's the boss. I think Bolt Thrower's the boss and Leechmonger's the ban. Hmm. Sebastian gets the point. Damn it. Yeah, Le- Damn. Which, which game was Leechmonger? Because that sounds familiar. Leechmonger is from Demon Souls. That's what I thought. Because I, I, I just beat that like a couple months ago. There you go. That's not familiar. Yeah. I think that's the only... Okay. I think we should be good. Uh, so the next pair I have is Mikolash versus Bellacor. I think Mikolash is the boss. I think Mikolash is a band. I think Miko Lash is... I'm going to go with Seb. It's gonna be <laughs> That's probably the smart move. <laughs> yeah. Smithy gets the point. Yes! Okay. Damn! Dang. Fuck. I didn't see that coming. What was the other one? I didn't Miko Lash is the boss from Bloodborne uh, who speaks to to the uh who goes crazy and speaks to the the gods uh he is he's in the library he's got the cage on his head oh yeah 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 okay um and then bellacor is a death metal band all right next pair garden of shadows versus bed of chaos oh bed of chaos is a boss well seb seems pretty confident so i'm gonna go with him on this that's not that sounds like a boss i could be totally yeah wrong. i'm also gonna go with seb i have never played any souls war games so all three of you get a point. Bed of Chaos is a boss. I am regretting how many conversations I've had in the Draft Punks chat about Bed of Chaos over the past month right now. <laughs> Isn't that Dark Souls 1, right? That is Dark Souls 1. It's by far one of the worst bosses in any it, of these Isn't that the one like the, the floor collapses on you? Yes. Yeah. yeah. That, it's got a ton of RNG in it. It's it's a yes. really frustrating one. Yes. yes. Okay. Next pair. So right now, um, so Dory, you have a point. Smithy, you have two. Seb, you have two. Uh, the next pair is God Macabre versus Celestial Emissary. Celestial Emissary sounds like a boss. I'm going to go the other way. I think uh, Celestial Emissary is the band. So Celestial Emissary versus what? God Macabre. So M-A-C-A-B-R-E. Yeah, God Macabre is definitely the boss. Sebastian gets the point. Yeah. Damn. God, damn Celestial emissary is a uh, alien-ish boss in Bloodborne. It sounds like yeah, Celestial. You hear Celestial in a Souls game. It's a it's, it's something that flies, right? Like is that the one that was flying in the air? Or? No, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't remember. I'm not sure. I kind of forgot which one was Celestial. It's one of the latter half of the game. Yeah. Okay. I know. Um, That's tricky because okay. that does sound like a metal band as well. It uh, a lot of these do. That's okay. So that's the game. Speaking of, um, the next pair is ceaseless discharge versus morbid angel. Oh, morbid angel is the death metal band. Finally, a fucking death metal band. I know that's a band. Like the other one, the first one's a boss. I mean, I'm gonna go with uh, with them on this because Dory it seems very very confident. Ceaseless Discharge is a boss from Dark Souls 1. Yes. I was waiting for you to pick a death metal band I had heard of because I, I don't listen to a ton of death metal, mostly just old school Opeth, but mm-hmm. I, I like I, I at least know a couple of those brambly boys. Damn it, we've <laughs> accidentally done a podcast with someone who knows death metal. <laughs> what, what, <laughs> a little what, bit. What was the band name? um morbid angel yeah that sounds like a like a band right off the bat i i've i've heard of them before i don't even know why but i mean morbid angel could totally be a boss in one of these games especially considering ceaseless discharge as a boss name yeah 
it just seems a little too on the nose to be a boss. I guess like it's maybe too easy. Like you would think like maybe something, something Angel would be a boss in a Souls game. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. All right. Last one. Malevolent creation versus the living failures. Like malevolent creation is the boss. I think I I think I won, so I'm just gonna like anyway. So I'm just gonna say uh, the second one is a uh, what's the second one again? The living failures. You know what? Like that sounds like a band, but that could be a trick question. So I'm just gonna say it's a boss. Like I'm just gonna throw it out there since I won already. So. Shit. Um, <laughs> I don't know, know that you're that no far why. ahead. No, I think it's, it's not... the last oh, one. You, yeah, you might yeah. be. Yeah. What do you think, Dory? Um, so it's it's the living failures, which you know, same. Uh, and then what's what's the other thing? Malevolent creation. Malevolent creation's got to be the boss. Uh, I think it's a tricky one. Come on. What is it? Are all three of you locked in? Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're all locked in. Seb gets it. Yeah. Damn it. Oh, Damn it. So Seb, final score, Seb has, uh, I think, one, two, three, four, five points. Smithy, three. Dory, two. Absolutely. At least, That's how it at least should I be. I definitely last. deserve to be in last. Dory is be, the living failure. To be oh. fair, it's me. I did, I did beat a lot of Souls games, but I'm not But I'm not like a diehard remember the bosses. So just to be clear, I didn't like know beforehand. So. That's all good. Uh, thanks for that, Chris. That was a that was great. That was yeah, a lot was of fun. fun. Uh, so, and also thanks for joining us because that's the end of the show. Uh, so, do you want to plug Hello Hyrule one, one last time? Where can people find that if they fancy listening to it? Yeah, Hello Hyrule one more time. It's a Legend of Zelda travelogue podcast. Um, we're playing through Skyward Sword. We will be for the next few months. Um, it's l- very lighthearted. It's also pretty lore heavy. Um, so. You can find us over at, at Hyrule Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Um, I'm on Twitter at a man named Babs as well. And um, if you you can find Hello Hyrule on uh, pretty much I think every podcast app. Uh, so it's just two words: Hello Hyrule. Great. Uh, yes. Yeah, so well, you can find us wherever you're listening to us now. I suppose uh, we we had, as I said earlier, we had that. Uh, video where Chris and I go through Battlefield taking photos that's up on the channel now we'll have some more cool stuff going up uh, in the next couple of weeks also keep an eye out for that uh, we'll have a podcast episode coming out on Thursday this coming week uh, we're still not sure if that's going to be that week's episode or a bonus episode so we'll let you know on Twitter about that uh, so thanks again everyone for joining me and thanks for listening you can subscribe to our channel on YouTube uh, and you can subscribe to this podcast on podcast apps and give us a rating on Apple uh, podcasts alright we'll see you next week goodbye bye, bye. <laughs>